scriptures too. Okay, I grumbled, climbing down to meet her on the stump. But we've got to do this right. We've got to plan. Details make all the difference. We learned that last time. For a while, we sat on the stump, tossing around ideas for the perfect planet. I had to squelch a lot of hers. Elves? Come on. Hadn't she read any of those stories where elves are kind of scary? After dinner, I sat in front of my computer, trying to hammer out a rough story idea. Despite the keep out signs plastered all over my door, Maggie burst in, perched herself over my shoulder, and suggested more dumb ideas. I'd beaten back several of them before she asked, Well, if you won't put in talking flowers or wood elves, how about unicorns? I groaned. Her room is festooned with sickly sweet purple and pink unicorns and winged horses. But since I'd already turned down a bunch of her suggestions, I figured I'd better give her something. Okay, unicorns, but no flying horses. Why not? A herd of pegasuses would be so cool. Yeah, but they could drop horse poop on you from the sky or trample you with their hooves. And if you decide to ride one, you could fall off from way up in the air. But I like flying horses, she whined. And I like dinosaurs, but I don't want to visit a planet where they live for real. Maggie was pouting by that point. I'm used to it. I didn't weaken. Okay, she said finally. No flying horses. How about mermaids? Before I could object, she continued, Come on. We agreed on white sand beaches and a sparkling green sea. Why not have mermaids in the waters? Okay, okay. Mermaids. I don't plan to go swimming anyway. Now get out. I've got to think. We need to get this exactly right. Finally, she left, a smug, I-got-my-way look on her face. True, I didn't plan to go swimming on this world. Mostly, I wanted to lie on that white beach, soak up the rays, no harmful radiation, I noted, collect shells, and look at the exotic wildlife. I also noted that the beaches didn't have anything that stung or ate people. Then I began to worry. The planet sounded relaxing, but kind of dull. The famous authors my school brings in to talk to us always say that a story has to have something happen in it, or else it's not a story. Does the alien travel circlet only work on stories? I wondered. Maybe it won't work if I just describe a nice place to visit. And I was just planning a short story, not a big novel. I hope that didn't matter. Anyway, to be safe, I figured I'd put in something exciting that could happen on that world. Not dangerous, no fierce people-hunting things, but maybe fun stuff that characters could hunt for. Jewels. Or at least pretty stones, I thought. That'll do it. The planet can have lots of beautiful stones lying around. I got to work. Of course, there was homework and TV and stuff, so I couldn't pour a lot of time into the story. But in a few days, I was finished. After breakfast, I plopped a printout in front of Maggie. She shoved aside a jam jar and started reading, leaving strawberry jam smudges on the white paper. I surprised my mom by voluntarily cleaning up the breakfast dishes while my supercritical sister read on. A few minutes later, she'd finished and headed for the back porch. Nervously, I followed. Well, I said as she plunked herself on the porch swing. Kind of a lame story. I fumed. This isn't for a writing contest. It's a story about a world that would be fun and safe to visit, remember? Besides, you don't have to come if you don't want to. She tossed my story back to me. Oh, I'm coming. I want to see unicorns and mermaids and it's got to be better than whatever lame camping vacation mom and dad are planning. I stalked back to my room, miffed. Sure, it wasn't a thrilling story. It wasn't supposed to be. But it was set on the perfect vacation planet, and I'd got all the details right. I was sure of it. Chapter 2. Unicorn World 
Sunday, PP, Perfect Planet Day. Maggie and I had agreed to meet by the tree fort at two in the afternoon. The night before, after she'd gone to bed, I'd snuck out to the garage and retrieved the circlet gizmo and the translator nets from under some boxes of Christmas ornaments, a safe spot, I'd figured, at least until December. The squeaking bars of a hamster cage stopped me before I could leave my room. Leggy's no hamster. He's a sausage-shaped, six-legged little guy that snuck back to Earth with us after our last trip. Sorry, bud, I can't take you along, I explained to him. You might get lost or something, and I don't want to spend my vacation searching all over for you. But we'll only seem to be gone for a few minutes. I'll even bring you a souvenir. Then I fed him a stick of his favorite beef jerky and slipped out of the room. Striking off through the woods, I carried the alien stuff in a backpack along with other supplies. Maggie and I had been totally unprepared for the last trip we'd taken. This time I'd packed flashlights, pocket knives, binoculars, granola bars, band-aids, and two translation devices.